0: Hi, this is Rachel. And this is Natalie. And we are the Insta Mamas. We are sisters with a podcast. And we talk about everything from faith, healthy, clean living, adoption, foster care, motherhood, and, and everything, everything in, between. in between. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, so today Natalie and I are going to be talking about loving the body you're in. The body you woke up in this
1: morning. Mm-hmm. Not the body you had in your 20s. Not the body you want. Yeah, not the body that is perfectly sculpted and looks like it should be on the cover of some kind of magazine. Well, I've never had that body. So. <laughs> I know. I was like, or the Instagram influencer model. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, okay, did you ever think in your life that, like, someone could write on their resume that I'm an Instagram model? No. Is anyone who writes that actually an Instagram model? Well, I mean, you could have a lot of
0: followers and a lot of likes on your page, but... <laughs>
1: But uh, we hear this a lot. Like a lot of moms struggle. But this is something I think we all struggle with. Every
0: woman, even not just moms, I think you start to. I I was trying to go back and think about when I first started noticing that my body was not perfect. I can tell
1: you when. It's actually kind of a sad story. Oh, yeah? I was 10 years old, and I was at the pool. And you know how, like, kids, like, stand with their, like, bellies sticking out? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't an overweight kid, at least at that point. Um, <laughs> Talk <laughs> about middle school, it's a whole different story. <laughs> but um, I won't say who, but someone came up and was like, you know, you look fat when you stand like that in your swimsuit. Or said something like, doesn't it bother you when you look fat in your swimsuit? Something like that. And I was like a 10-year-old little girl, and I still remember it. and kind of irks me a little bit. Yeah, that is sad because
0: I don't really remember the first time I noticed that my body wasn't like other kids, but um, yeah, we started having that self-esteem issues probably around middle school is when most kids start to see it, and I am an assistant teacher in a fourth through sixth grade class, and even some of the sixth grade girls will start saying stuff about their bodies. I had a student last year that would say stuff about her body all the time and it just broke my heart because I'm like, wow, she's not even hit teenage years yet and she's already not liking when ultimately our bodies are a gift from the Lord.
1: Well and I think that's the problem is and this when I learned this, it's like one of those truths of the Bible that you always knew but when it like is real to you you're like, mm-hmm. oh God. But like our bodies were created to be perfect, to mm-hmm. never age to never die we were supposed to be eternal perfect human beings and unashamed that we could be naked Adam and Eve were totally naked but when sin entered the world shamefulness of our bodies began mm. and we are striving for that perfection because it's in our DNA Wow that's but, good Nat. I never even thought about it that way but we're not gonna get it on this side of eternity mm-hmm. we won't get perfect bodies again until heaven Mm-hmm. so I think uh, we talk a lot about health and we don't want to like skim over that we're definitely going to talk about health we're going to talk about like because your mental health and how you see and view your body is really important mm-hmm. and honestly I don't think you can even get healthy and physically lose weight if you're not in a good place mentally yeah well and part of loving
0: your body is taking care of your body and what am i putting in it what am i the bible says that our body is a temple like the temple was torn when jesus died on the cross the temple was torn down and our bodies became the living temple for mm-hmm. god and so it's just like you want to go into a temple and just desecrate it, you know, and so, but we do that to our own bodies and our body is a temple.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and how we talk about our body too. I, I heard on a podcast the other day, she said, any of you who have daughters, would you ever say anything about your daughter's body that you say about your own body? Yes. Isn't that powerful? That broke me because I was like, gosh, and having a daughter, I'm like, I hope she sees how beautiful she is and knows what a perfect Little angel she is. I know she's not
0: perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I notice that when I start saying things, then my daughter hears them. And if she hears mom saying those things about, because she doesn't care that I got a big belly and she doesn't care that I don't have a perfectly sculpted body. She doesn't care about any of that. She loves her mama.
1: <laughs> she did, She went up to uh, my father-in-law and asked if, when he was having a baby.
0: <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I have a lot of friends who are pregnant right now. Anyone with a belly, she thinks it's And pregnant. it was funny because she did ask me, well, I know I'm always moving these chairs around by accident, but she, she's so funny. She asked me that... She asked me, she's like, Mom, do you have a baby in your tummy? I said, no. And she's like, well, what's in there? Yeah,
1: it's like, like a lot of bad choices. It's like it's food. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, let's just hop in and kind of talk about it. Um, I don't want this to be like a downer episode because I've really learned, especially in the last two years, to really love my body. Mm. And I've had periods where I had really good self-esteem and felt really good about myself. But i was really overweight and my body wasn't good i've also had times where i was the healthiest i've ever been and i hated my body mm-hmm. so and i think our auntie said it once she said something like i've been fat and i've been thin and like nothing makes it better for you mm-hmm. if you're the person who's like well if i just lose those last 15 pounds i'm gonna feel good about myself no, you have to feel good walking around with your uh, spare tire, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so yeah, that's the journey I'm on. Some days I feel really good about it. Some days I don't. Well, that's what we're saying. It's
0: our goal is to get to a goal weight and to lose the weight and to be healthier and so we can do our whys. you know, but the main thing is we're living in our body every day and weight loss is a long journey. It's not something that happens overnight. It's not something that's quick. And so you have to love yourself where you're at today. Like you said, what you woke up in today, because that's the body you're living in today. Now, six months from now, the body could be totally different either way.
1: (laughs) For the better, for the worse. Well, and we were talking about going into December. um, How many of us are going to be hiding behind our kids, trying to look thinner in pictures, mourning the pictures the next day? Oh, I look so bad in that Christmas dress. Or when Facebook is... You guys know that ad of the gal who, like, looks bad in her Christmas dress and then she puts shapewear on? (laughs) I'm like, Facebook (laughs) thinks I need this. this It
0: it won't stop giving me these ads. I'm like, sorry, Facebook, I don't wear shapewear. It's too uncomfortable and I can't breathe.
1: Yeah, so... But those commercials, I'm like, gosh, you know... You're like, at Ugh. least I'm not on a shapewear commercial. Yeah, I may have a lot of problems, but I'm not a shapewear model. Okay, I could be, but I'm not. So, yeah, and I think that's part of it. Joking and loving your body. And Because I have a complicated relationship with my body. Um, gosh, I'm 30, so nine years ago, I was diagnosed with a crippling, painful, ongoing condition. And, um, like, I deal with that every single day, and... And so there are a lot of days where I I hated my body. I said, God, why did you give me this horrible body that makes me feel pain all the time? And I didn't even know, unless you've had like a full body pain, you don't realize like how much not in pain we are every day. Mm-hmm. Because I haven't had a day in nine years where I didn't have pain. Yeah. And it's, I don't say this so people are like, oh, you feel bad. Because most people who know me, like, A lot of people know me years before they even guess that I have a condition, much less, you know, and I'm much healthier now. I'm like seeing a functional medicine doctor and that's a whole nother story. And I'm seeing healing and I feel better than I have in nine years, honestly. And I'm getting off my medications, and I'm feeling amazing. That's awesome. Maddie. And I look at my hands, and they're like way less swollen. <laughs> it's so funny you can say, "Look at my hands! Look at my I'm hands!" Because like, I don't believe it. I look at my hands, and they don't look like the hands I've had for the last nine years. Because mm-hmm. my joints have been swollen, and I just, anyway. So she's looking at her hands right now. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, got My gonna... nails did so. Anyways, I've had a complicated relationship with my body because I was 21 years old, 21 years old, and I was sitting in a rheumatology clinic. And I am the youngest person in there by like 30 or 40 years. And I'm like, why do I have this old lady disease? Like, you Mm -hmm. know, and it was, it's totally crazy. And I'm learning how to live with it and how to like heal it, which is amazing. But um, I got to a point where I was like, this is the body I have. Mm -hmm. Like, I've got to take care of it. And I honestly, I medicated my pain for a lot of years by eating. And Mm -hmm. I justified all those caramel macchiatos with like, well, this is how I have to get through the day. And honestly, I was getting through the day, sugar binge to sugar binge, and it was making me bigger and bigger. And another part of my condition and um, is that it makes me insulin resistant. So like maybe a normal person in their 20s could eat and have all those carbs and sugars and not (laughs) gain weight. But I was not that person. I was gaining between 10 and 15 pounds a year. Wow. And yeah. and uh, this is a podcast. Another topic for another podcast. But my doctor never said anything about my weight. and But it was killing me. And I was in so much mm-hmm. pain. And it was getting worse and worse. And... Uh, Rachel reminded me the other day that when I was 21, a doctor said by the time I was 30, I would be in a wheelchair.
0: Yeah, because you, could you
1: couldn't even straighten up your back sometimes. No, You're I wake just up like... in the morning, I looked like a little T-Rex or something. <laughs> <laughs> I should see me right now. I'm making little T-Rex arms. I can laugh about it now because I literally feel so much better. Yeah. Like, my pain is so... I can sit on the floor and play with my daughter. It's... Well, and
0: you've lost 70 pounds
1: mm-hmm. since
0: May 2019, correct? Yes. Yeah, and I... I initially had lost about 55 pounds and then during going back to work after being in furlough and when I was in furlough I got to like go hiking every day and since going back to work I had gained quite a bit of weight probably
1: like 10 and probably like around 15 Well pounds. what's the what's so go back you had been I think you kind of a lot of people gained 15, 20 pounds during quarantine, but you had I lost. I lost like 15 pounds during quarantine and then coming back to
0: work. I so gained, weight loss total went at the, before you went back to work was what? It was close to 60 pounds. I think it was like 57. What?
1: I didn't know that. Yeah. Gosh, Rachel.
0: I know. <laughs> I guess you look And it. I look back at pictures, I'm like, gosh, I started to look so like, thin during quarantine, but then going back to work. And so then I can tell you about the whole picture thing We, my husband and I, just renewed our vows, and we got pictures taken for it. And when the you looked beautiful, but when the photographer sent the pictures, they were so beautiful. He is so talented in. But I looked so huge to myself. And I, at first, I almost didn't even post them on Facebook because I was, like, kind of ashamed in a way and kind of like, oh, I'm so, I can't believe that, like, my whole platform for my podcast and Instagram is trying to lose weight and be healthy, and I haven't. And I was trying to think, I was like, have I really been eating really horribly off plan? No, but my husband and I, that, that familiarity comes back, being back together, you know, like eating out more than once or twice a week, you know? And eating late, it depends on what time you eat and when you're late night snacking. Even if you're late night snacking on celery and peanut butter, if you're doing that at 10 o'clock at night, your body doesn't have time to metabolize it and it just goes on as weight. And I stopped drinking a gallon every day, and I started drinking more coffee. Now, is the coffee have sugar and all that stuff in it? No, I don't put sugar and all that stuff in my coffee. But I was drinking, like, three or four cups a day, and so I wasn't getting my gallon of water in. And then even, like, the other night we went out with friends, and I got a cheeseburger, and I was not going to have the bun with it. But then I got distracted was hanging out, and then I ate the cheeseburger and some fries, and I was like, oh, my goodness. And it almost started spiraling out of control those old habits come back it's
1: funny because like and this is just some brain science if you guys are interested in it but when you retrain the pathways in your brain um, the old ones don't go away they just kind of mm-hmm. become dormant this is like don't quote me you guys I'm not a neurosurgeon or something but as soon you're as you're not you, Derek Shepard oh my god do not <laughs> bring kidding. him into this Rachel <laughs> do not bring him that. but I'm <laughs> such a dork <laughs> I'm being all serious here. Okay, <laughs> anyway, <anyways>. but <laughs> but um, but when you uh reintroduce that, like let's say you're addicted to sugar, which most Americans are. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Um, but you stopped eating sugar for a year. The second you put a bit of sugar in your mouth, that sugar pathway lights up in your brain, and it's like it was never dormant. Mm. And so we have to be so careful. And I'm not saying like. You know, my doctor, she was just telling me, she said, yeah, in weight loss mode, you're very strict because you're in crisis. You need to get your body to a healthy mm-hmm, weight. Mm-hmm. But she said that won't be like that forever. Once your body's at a healthy weight, if you do have a cookie, your body's not going to spiral out and gain 20 pounds overnight. Yeah. It's the cookie that begets another cookie that begets a baguette. Mm. <laughs> Well, so well, how did you feel about yourself? Like, well, when I, you have pretty good self-esteem, right? Yeah, I,
0: I, you know, one of my students joke around like, "Oh my goodness, Rachel has the most selfies on her phone that we've ever seen in the history of time." Like, I love doing my makeup and my hair and getting all dialed up, and usually I think I look pretty okay, you know, like I have good self-confidence. But seeing those pictures, I was like, "Wow, my self-confidence just it just went."
1: And crushed and burned. That's so sad because it was supposed to be like a happy day. Yeah. And And it was
0: a happy day. It was a wonderful day. mm -hmm. I thought I looked okay. I don't know if it was the dress or no, it was the 15 pounds that I've gained.
1: Well, you get used to seeing yourself because I see pictures of me before I lost any of the weight. And then I see pictures for a long time. I was like, because people keep coming up to me and being like, you look so good. But I look at myself in the mirror or in pictures and I'm like, I see the 30 pounds I still have to lose or 35 or whatever. And so that's where it's a daily struggle to go to the Lord and be like, hey, I love the body you gave me. And mm-hmm. that's some advice a mentor gave to me too when I was really struggling with pain. I want to say five years ago I hadn't gotten on the medicine regimen I'm on now, and, and I was just really struggling every day. And she told me, she said, when you wake up, the first thing you got to do is thank the Lord for the body you're in. Mm, thank so him good. for the, the air in your lungs because there were a lot of people that didn't wake up in their bodies today. And I was like... Mm, mm-hmm. which sounds so morbid, and I, I am not a morbid and dark person, if you guys know me. I don't know, I joke about morbid
0: stuff. <laughs> I know, I think <laughs> that's how we get, we have it a yeah, that's how we get through the day sometimes. But yeah, and for me, I had to go back and be honest with myself, because I think, a lot of times too i'm like oh well you know i've been pretty good i've been and then i had to be like face it and kind of with like no excuses yeah kind of like with any sin in our life if we're Mm -hmm. having a sin the god wants us to bring it to light you know i think
1: a lot of christians are afraid to talk about body image and health as a sin Mm -hmm. like not loving yourself is a sin Mm-hmm. We're not talking about, like, sitting in a spa all day long and getting facials yeah. and doing self-care. That's different than loving yourself. Yeah. Because, like, um, it's like the t- where we talked about we would never look at our daughter and say something about their body. Mm-hmm. And it's the same, like, Jesus, we're daughters of the king. Well,
0: and he created us. You know, if Natalie made this really beautiful craft and I walked in her room, her, her, her house, and said, well, that looks... Horrible. Even though Natalie makes the most beautiful, I'm looking at one of the wreaths she made and I love it. But if I were to walk in her house and was like, "That's horrible," she'd be like, ah, "I handcrafted that. <laughs> like we are handcrafted by God. So how offensive is that to look and at?" He's like good at making stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like an okay. Crafter. And we look in the mirror and we just think like, "Oh my goodness." And so we have. It's one of those things we have to change the narrative. So how do we get to a point when I look at when I look and I say, "Okay." I'm 15 pounds overweight more than I was and I've still lost a significant amount of weight from where I started but I don't want to go in the habit where I climb back up to where I've been because it's really easy Mm -hmm.
1: and I say so how do I love myself today right now while also changing and becoming a healthier better person Mm -hmm. and I think you already started it you did your why yeah
0: so I posted my why on Instagram even just writing that down do you guys know what the
1: why that makes you cry is this is not like a it's not anything we made up. It, it's, but it's Christy um, Code Red. Well, she I don't know if she even made it up either because I hear it on, like, Dave Ramsey. Any, like, improvement podcast, if if you're trying to get out of debt, if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to, like, run a marathon, you have to have a why that makes you cry. Mm. And because if you're just like, well, I want to get out of debt because, like, you know, I want to get rich someday or whatever. Like, that's not enough you are like... I want to get out of debt so that I can give my family the best life so that they can go on vacations and so that I don't have to be stressed staying up late at night worried that we're not gonna have enough to pay the bills mm-hmm. that's a why that makes you cry my biggest why
0: is yeah I struggled with my husband and I we've struggled with infertility and diet plays a huge role in that out of all the research, all the doctors I've talked to, the biggest thing that I found is diet plays a huge role in that. And, and it's like we go listen to our infertility podcast. There's some people who are super healthy and have no reason that they should have trouble conceiving, but it's like I want to at least be able to help and know that I'm doing my part. I can't sit there and complain every time I get a negative pregnancy test if I'm shoving all kinds of chemicals in my body that throws my hormones for a loop you know Mm -hmm. so i have to be disciplined in that and i hope that doesn't come off as judgmental or harsh that's just my why and another one is so I can go on these long hikes without Natalie sending in a helicopter troop because she thinks I've died, but it's really just because I'm slow. That literally <laughs>
1: happened last summer. I She said, oh, I should be back by this time. and It was like hours later. <laughs> like, me, and didn't you get lost or something? Yeah, well, it was the
0: eight-mile hike, and then I ended up going on the wrong trail. There was an eight-mile and a 14-mile one, and I ended up going on the wrong trail. And so I was on the 14-mile one, and I was like, I don't recognize anything. And I was like, I'm on the wrong trail, and it took me a long time to get back. So by the end of it, my GPS thinks that I had like 10 miles <laughs> clocked, and that was not the plan. And I was like sitting like 10 feet from my car, sitting down, and Ariana was in the backpack, and she's like, "Come on, mom,
1: go!" And I'm like, oh, this is... <laughs> "Yeah, I was about to send send in the the rangers." But well, and that's actually part of my why is uh, my arthritis has kept me my pain condition. Has kept me from enjoying a lot of the things in my life, and sadly, I had just like accepted that that was gonna be my life. Mm-hmm. And I grew like I grew up having this dream, and actually prophecy spoken over me that I was gonna go to the nations, and um, and I just kind of was like, well, maybe. Maybe that wasn't God's plan, but it's so cool because when we are faithless, he remains faithful and I lost 50 pounds and got to go to India and I could fit in a rickshaw, (laughs) you know, like, I mean, I was a big lady and there are some things that I would have not have been able to do in India had I not have lost the weight before we went there. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing because even my joint pain wasn't as bad while we were there. I was able to walk. We walked everywhere. I was able to be in the heat Mm -hmm. without like dying. You know, there's so many. I was able to be comfortable on a plane for 14, 20. Gosh, how many hours? Were, so many hours on a plane. You know, I and so, and now I've lost even more weight since then. But I have to be happy and content with where I am because in 2019, I lost 55 pounds or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like half of 2019 because I didn't even start till May. And then in 2020, we're in December now, and I've only lost like 15, 20 pounds, which... Some people haven't lost that yet. And so I have to be like, okay. I was like, I found it. Yeah. You lost it. I found well, it. Well, I had a lot of ups and downs. I lost weight and gained weight and lost weight all year long. Instead and you had of a just, parasite for months. Yeah. When we came back from India, I had a parasite, which it doesn't make you lose weight. It, it just makes you lose nutrients. And it was horrible. And I was like nutrient deficient. And I was so sick. And but God is so good. My body is healing from all those crazy things that happened to me. But. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I still need to lose 30 pounds and, but I woke up today needing to lose 30 pounds. Mm -hmm. So I still have to love the person that I'm standing in front of today. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and how do we do that?
0: I think the best way is just to go back to the
1: word. Yeah. So we talked about our why. So did we flesh that out enough? I don't know. You yeah. said you're right. And my why that makes me cry. I do want to do all these things. And I've already been able to do a lot of things because of my, my weight loss. But I want to continue losing weight so I can continue to give well, my children their
0: best lives. You know how much that I love ice skating. And mm-hmm. my birthday's in January. So usually I go ice skating a lot of years for my birthday. Well, my 30th birthday, I was at my heaviest. And I had five kids at the time because I was fostering. And we all went to the ice skating rink. I could barely be in the skates for more than five minutes. I kind of used the excuse as one of the kids, um, one of our little boys, he had autism, and he was kind of freaking out, and he wasn't having a fun time. And so I used that as an excuse to be like, oh, well, I'll take him off the ice. And my teenagers were like, oh, can we help you? You love ice skating. But what it was is my feet and my ankles were like on fire from just five minutes on the ice. And I used to glide through the ice, and I used to love ice skating. And that was kind of something that really struck a chord with me I was thinking oh my goodness am I just 30 now and I'm not able to do all this stuff the next day the day after my 30th birthday I went to pick my daughter up and I threw my back out where I couldn't even walk Mm -hmm. I couldn't even get off the couch my mother-in-law and my sister had to come over and help me that day and so I mean I was getting worse
1: and worse and just to the point
0: where I have to do Something.
1: And I think we make the excuse of age or it's very easy to like, that's what's hard is is we're trying to talk about self-esteem. And I feel like we're talking about our, like our actual physical bodies, but it's all connected because mm-hmm. honestly, losing weight has helped me with my self-esteem.
0: Yeah, it's nice to be able to go into a store and be able to fit and like go to thrift stores and actually be able to buy clothes because usually when you're super, super... When you're bigger, there's not as many options as when you're smaller. But going back to the self-esteem part, like I said, like I'm...
1: Having a why helps you with your self-esteem, too, because then you can wake up and say, I'm not arrived, but I know where I'm going. Mm -hmm. So having a why, having goals, but then you were starting to say the word of God.
0: Oh, yeah, the word of God, just like going back... What does God say about you? Where is your identity in him? The the Bible says you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Like, charm is deceptive. Beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Like, you could lose all the weight in the world, and then you'll hit your old age. Everybody ages. And you're going to get wrinkles, and you're going to get gray hairs. I have so many gray hairs now. You're going to get hair chins, Ladies... Believe me, I don't know about you, but I get these dark, thick hair chins. And the other day we were literally driving to work and I pulled down the mirror and I was looking and I had these thick, long, black chin hairs. And I was like, honey, I need you to turn around. I need to go and do something real quick. I forgot something in the house.
1: Not by the hair or something. Not by chin, the hair.
0: And he's like, oh, okay. And We were kind of a little bit running behind anyways. So I ran upstairs and I shaved my chin before work. And then I came back down and I got in the car. I was like, you're going to laugh. And I said, because the reason I need to go back is I had to shave my chin hairs. And I was like so embarrassed about it. And then my husband was like, oh, yeah, I noticed that the other day. I just figured. And I was like. Okay, if you notice big, thick, black chin hairs, will you Just please tell me?
1: They don't care. They really,
0: he really doesn't care. He's like, oh, you're so beautiful. I'm like, no, will you please tell me so I'm not, like,
1: going to church with, like, big, thick, black chin hairs? Well, so I'll, I'll tell you, Zach and I, my husband and I, we're dating, and I don't know how the conversation came up, but we were talking about, like, our ideal, like, person we, we wanted to be with or whatever, and and he was like yeah when I was looking for a, a woman I didn't care about looks and which doesn't surprise me he's like the least shallow person I've ever met and he's like yeah I, I didn't even think like I didn't even want her to be pretty because you know and I was like are you saying I'm not pretty like was, <laughs> I'm like getting all weird you know and uh he, he's like yeah I didn't care about that um he's like because someday she'll get old and and, you know, then she won't be pretty anymore. But I wanted her to have a beautiful heart and soul because that's what's important. And I'm like, mm. but okay. But I'm like, are you saying that I'm not <laughs> we're dating? Like, and he's like, but God is so good. He blessed me with a beautiful woman, too. And I was like, oh, okay, there we go. <laughs> like, <laughs> it took a long time before he got there. But I was like, you know, but it is true. Like we should really care not about what our partners well, look like. Well,
0: and it's funny because I started to feel really self-conscious because I was like, okay, I went to corporate prayer the night before and, like, so, and I'm, like, stressing over these chin hairs And then the Holy Spirit just kind of spoke to me and said, you have hair on you. That's natural. Mm -hmm. So you take care of it. We have technology nowadays, like razors and things that you can take care of the unwanted hair. But that's natural. There's hair on your arms. There's hair on your head. Like, Mm -hmm. don't let it stress you out. Is it the end of the world that somebody saw you
1: with some long chin hairs? Well, I think people aren't looking at us like we look at ourselves in the mirror. Oh, yeah. But our family a lot of people in our family are pickers and like like what's that on your chin or what's that on your nose (laughs) it's a blemish like quit looking at me but but it's like well and it's so funny because the other day i had like a
0: huge like um acne because the mask you know the whole mask now i get really bad acne from wearing the mask at work and i had taken it down to like get a drink of water and i had a band-aid on my chin and my kids, my students were like, "Uh, oh, why do you have a Band-Aid on your chin? And I was like, because I have a really huge zit. And then, like, later on, I took the Band-Aid off to let it breathe. And one of the kids was like, "Um, you could barely notice that. If you had not had been wearing a Band-Aid, nobody would even notice.
1: <laughs> and I was like,
0: oh, okay. So we make mountains out of molehills, really, with we our bodies." We make body. mountains out of pimples.
1: <laughs> and, like, okay, if face. you're a teenage girl listening, I hate to tell you, but I had this, like, unrealistic expectation that you would stop having acne when you grew up. That is not true. It continues the whole life. Well, I usually, okay, I usually don't, but the masks do. And if you eat too much greasy food. Oh, yeah. The diet or, has to do with that, too. I heard that, and I don't know how scientific this is, but dairy, if you have acne, taking out dairy helps. I don't know. I've seen a lot of Instagram posts on that. Hashtag dairy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, Hashtag free me from dairy. So, yeah. Um, knowing who you are knowing that you're a daughter of the king, knowing that you were fearfully and wonderfully made, also knowing that we live in imperfect bodies, that helps me. Mm-hmm. Honestly, because it helps. and we this is in the mom stereotypes too episode that we did last time, but it it helps to know that like God made us individually how we are supposed to be mm-hmm. um and obviously if we're overweight or we're unhealthy or... That's not how we were supposed mm-hmm. to be. God created us to be perfect. But he doesn't look at us and say, Oh my gosh, you have messed up mm-hmm. the body I made. He looks at us and he has grace and he has kindness. And he also gives us the ability. We are not victims to stay unhappy about how we are. Yeah. You know?
0: Ultimately, it's our choice, you know. And what it is, too, is... Um, it's just about, like I said, giving it to God, bringing it to light, having somebody you can talk to about it. Just
1: be because sometimes even our helps. husbands are not helpful, ladies. Let's be real. Like men don't, at least my man doesn't. I don't know if he's ever been self conscious his entire life about what he looks like. He's like, <laughs> this is this is the well, mug. And, and I notice
0: it- too, like I come home and I notice like the more time I spend on social media, the more self conscious I get about myself because we only post the good on mm-hmm. social media. But it's at the end of the day, it's like you you have to look at yourself and and like we said change the narrative instead of saying, "Ugh, my arms are big." No, my arms are strong because I'm able to carry my child with them. My legs are strong. I am able to walk up the stairs with the laundry basket and put it in the washer, you know, mm-hmm. like my legs are strong. My You know, I can walk. I can run. I can do things that other people cannot do. My face is chubby.
1: I've had more than I need to eat. Yeah. there are some people in this world that will not get enough to eat today. Mm -hmm. And so I have to, like, I have to see my own privilege for what it is. Like, Mm -hmm. we're such, we're so good at producing food that we've made, like, chemical food that allows us to gain so much weight. Like, it's such a weird phenomenon in history. Mm -hmm. So it's, like... Um, but thanking God, you know, I could say, "Oh God, I'm in so much pain. My arthritis is hurting me so much today," and or I could say, "God, thank you. I'm not in a wheelchair. Mm. Thank you that I have I can walk and I can take care of myself and I can take care of my kid, mm-hmm. and my husband doesn't have to take care of me." Because honestly, that's another part of my why is I want to live a long time and I don't want to be like a burden to my family when I'm old mm-hmm. because I didn't take care of my body when I had all the resources. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and just
0: what helps me too is when I see a picture of myself or I walk past a mirror and I, I did that today. I walked, I went to the restroom at school and then I, there, you know, they have those giant mirrors and the first thing was like, Ooh, why didn't I not look in the mirror this morning or something? Like I'm looking quite large and I had to stop myself and say, no, don't tell yourself, Oh, I'm looking so big. Tell yourself Today, I've drank my gallon of water. Today, I had my two meals and I stayed on plan. Today, I went for a walk on my break. So instead saying, what have I done that was good for my body? Instead of just being like, oh, I'm so bad, like, oh, being like, okay, what did I do that was a positive thing that's going to create positive change that I'm not going to see today or five days or ten days. Maybe I'll see, like, a month from now you'll start seeing the changes. But it takes time yeah. That's why you have to love yourself where you're at right now. You can't say, I'm going to love my body when I'm 30 pounds lighter. Because that's not always the truth. If you don't love it now, you're not going to love it 30 pounds later. And if you do, it's a very shallow love for your body. Because we know people, we know people who've gotten plastic surgery. And they said before their plastic surgery, when I was talking to them, I said, I bet if you get this whole body plastic surgery, you still will not be happy with yourself. The surgery isn't going to make you happy. And they got the surgery, and they continued to do all the stuff, like the Botox, the injections, all that stuff. And I mean, yeah, Yeah. but that's what I mean is this person continues to do all the things. That's not the point. The point is surgery wasn't enough. Yeah, that wasn't the problem behind it. The problem behind it is the heart. Because, I mean, there are some people who are born with deformities, and they love who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, thank goodness, but you could get in a car accident and mess up your face.
1: You know what I mean? Like, you could have a softball thrown and have your nose broken. You know, you could get cancer and have a swollen, all puffy your hair face, and face and body. So you know.
0: that's, so being the perfect size wearing the perfect outfit doing your makeup perfectly because believe me I love makeup you know that's not what's going to make you happy in your body
1: so we talked about the big things having a why and knowing where you're going and then looking to scripture and we also talked about um, you know reminding yourself talking to yourself trying to find the things you love about yourself so let's talk about some practical things um, that are really helpful in this situation so for me personally um, I know that like focusing on the things that I'm good at mm. really helps my self-esteem so even I was really heavy when I was teaching but I was a really good teacher mm-hmm. and I was really good at it and I felt very good about myself at the time and so um, I was not healthy and I was using my business as a teacher as an excuse to treat my body horribly and eat horribly and drink so much coffee but it's funny because my self-esteem was really good. A lot of people in their before pictures are, like... <laughs> so sad. <laughs> but if you look at my before pictures, I mean, I'm I'm big, but I'm laughing. I think yeah. my husband made me laugh while he was taking the pictures. He, I think he said something like, try to look really upset. Like, <laughs> like try to look really bad or something <laughs> like that. So I'd look better in my pictures. But when I had later my, my after pictures or whatever. But, you know, I was a happy, joyful loving life i wasn't i know that's not everyone's story when they start their weight loss journey some Mm -hmm. people are like i wanted to die and i wanted to kill myself and and you know or i was so sick and i was sick but Mm i i mean i i'd gotten to a point where i still loved my life and i loved my life and loved my husband and loved my body so much that it couldn't stay that way it needed to change.
0: Well, and it's funny because Natalie and I will put, like, we'll joke about it a lot, you know? Like, we found a picture of us holding hands the other day when we were younger, and I was like, oh, look, we've been through everything... Through literally <laughs> thick and thin, you know? <laughs> like, well, look at... We have a video of us singing Ain't No Mountain High, and oh, my
1: goodness, we both oh, are okay. stuck. Well, first of all, the video's taken from, like, the worst possible angle. Like, was the person sitting under us or yeah, something? Yeah, like, it just cracked oh, me man. up, though, but... Um, it was... Yeah, it was a horrible picture. Well, and
0: for me, I love to sing, and so when I used to perform and I used to sing, I wasn't thinking, like, oh, my gosh, I'm so large, because once I started singing, it just... That's all and you she care about. A karaoke final <laughs> cha- <laughs> national champion finalist? No, what a were you? State champion. <laughs> she was a state champion. No, I wasn't even in the. I just made it to the state champions. Like I was in like the final seven.
1: Oh my! That's amazing. i Washington
0: State. Like, So you're like <laughs> the national. No, I was uh, was Washington State. Like you know what? They didn't know the talent that was in front of them. <laughs> if they if Rachel could have gone all the way to nationals. coach would have put me in that
1: last quarter but it's like i've been sitting in my hot tub but yeah like being overweight didn't make you less of a good singer you know Mm -hmm. and that's finding joy so like today i'm not where i want to be in my body but i still i'm a good mom and i wake up and i get to be with my daughter and i get to serve my family and i get to see my niece every day and i'm really good at like some things I'm really bad at other things (laughs) but I'm really good at loving my daughter I might not be good at doing the dishes but I'm really good at loving her and making sure she feels cared for and loved every day and I get her to all her appointments on time and that makes me feel good you know and so that's that's a way I have good self-esteem and then also like Today, honestly, I did a live about it on Instagram, but I don't know if I posted it because I'm really <laughs> bad at Instagram. <laughs> but for being an Instamama, you think I'd be better at Instagram. <laughs> but um, I did it. It was all about, like, on, on days when my daughter has PT, I dress like a total scrub because we're working out, and it's like we work out for an hour. Even the fact that my body lets me do that. Like sitting on the floor and getting and up and down And helping her do all her workouts and stuff. And, uh... So I drop off my niece at, at preschool and I look like I'm going to the gym and I'm actually going to the gym. I'm not mm-hmm. just looking like it. So, um, but I was like, kind of like seeing the other moms that look all cute and nice. And it's like, gosh, the, the Tuesday moms probably think that I look so bad. <laughs> and I was like, cause I, you know, but then I'm like, no. And, and then, so later that day I did put on some makeup cause I was like, you know what? Like, I don't think makeup makes you have a good self-esteem. But sometimes when I'm feeling like a scrub and I haven't left the house, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to put on makeup to make me feel good. Mm-hmm. Especially because I have to wear a mask everywhere so it's not like people can see my makeup. Yeah. My eyes are not my most uh, amazing feature of my face. <laughs> So we have tiny little eyes. So uh, go see our, our our cover artwork if you want to see how small our eyes are. But, um yeah but just it just made me feel good it took five minutes and and then i just had a little bit of pep and my husband came home and said i looked nice even though i was wearing sweatpants you know it's all good like finding little practical things and then some days uh, especially i think rachel started to talk about this but especially if you have like young teenage girls like please monitor their social media like Mm -hmm. like we need to monitor our own social media and monitor theirs because they say young girls are so much more likely to have low self-esteem and thoughts of suicide and all these things and mental health issues if they're Mm -hmm. on social media. Well, when I had teenagers, I had one
0: that would just scroll through, like, these model Instagram pages that were, quote-unquote, influencers. And But here's the other thing is we have filters that make your skin perfect, make you look tan when that they they have a filter for to make you look like you have long eyelashes that's like so weird and so when they're snapchatting and they're taking pictures and they're sending it to their friends and stuff they're using filters and then when they look at themselves in the mirror they're like ugh they don't like what they see because the filters is such a facade and i think that's what the enemy wants to do he wants to take god's handiwork and he wants to distort it
1: that's what he does with everything he takes what's beautiful and made by god and he counterfeits it and tries to sell you like a cheaper bill of goods. Mm-hmm. God creates, you know, marriage, and then the the enemy counterfeits it and says, "Oh, you'd be happier if you left your husband, or you'd be happier here, here." and or he, the
0: mistress that comes in, or the
1: yeah, or not even getting married, like mm-hmm. the live together forever kind of situation. It's like, you know, no, marriage is this beautiful thing, and. And you can play house for a while, but it's counterfeit. It's not the real deal. It's not as good. It's not mm-hmm. as safe. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, anyways. But, yeah, it's Satan. He's such a jerk.
0: Yeah. So well, and, and she was scrolling through it, and she kept saying, gosh, she's so pretty. Oh, look how pretty this girl is. And I looked over at her, and I said, you know that you're really pretty, right? And she's like, well, no, I have this, and I have this, and I have a like." And I'm like, honey, you're really pretty. Like, you are beautiful. Like you look like what most girls would want to look like. Like well, here's the thing too: those models don't look like themselves. No, they're filtered. They're and even the everybody knows that the magazines are all filtered and photoshopped, and nobody has that body. Nobody has a perfectly sculpted body, and even the ones who. Um, do bodybuilding competitions and stuff like they they go to tanning booths and they go you know their body's not that tan their body it's all and I'm not saying anything against people who do that kind of stuff because I know somebody who does it's those a lot of hard work competitions and she works hard to get cut like that but even that she has to go to a tanning salon she has to get gym. her makeup all done she has to get like a certain type of bikini to do that so I'm just saying like there's There's no such thing as perfection. There's no such thing as a perfect body. And, I mean, we've never even had kids. But even, especially moms who've had
1: children. Maybe you were always thin and then your hormones change after you have a baby.
0: Or you'll always have stretch marks and Mm -hmm. they just won't go away. And that's okay.
1: And the shape of your body. Your feet grow. (laughs) I didn't even know your feet grow when you're pregnant. Isn't that nuts? That's crazy. Yeah, it's like your body. But instead of being like, oh, I have stretch marks. Oh, my feet are so big. Look at your body and be like. I carried life.
0: Well, and think about how incredible that is to carry a baby, like a whole human being grew inside of you. Like, there's
1: so many people that that's their dream is to have mm, a baby. Yeah, And so, like, yeah, it, it's so easy to look at the negative. It is much harder and much braver to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm a daughter of the king. I am a, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And and I love one of my favorite verses is that he who began a good work in me will not stop until it's finished. That's paraphrased Mm because I'm really bad at memorizing scripture. But but it's the basically like God started. He is not going to fit like he's not done with that work in me. And he's still going to do amazing things that I don't even know yet. And so I need to love the body I woke up in today. I can want to improve it and make it better and love it. But well,
0: yeah. And that's that, that's part of the journey. Like, it's a journey. It's not a one way. You're going to fluctuate up. You're going to fluctuate down. But as long as you're being intentional mm-hmm. about loving yourself. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's hard. Okay, I'll tell you a story. I gosh, I was probably 14 or 15. And we were having some kind of sleepover. And I just... Maybe I saw a picture of me or someone posted something online or something <laughs> and I got really depressed and I put myself under my comforter and I was just crying and I was just like, I'm so ugly and no one's ever going to love me. And okay, y'all, I was a very dramatic totally was
0: like me. so dramatic. I
1: mean... <laughs> okay, I have no room to talk though. It's hard to, when you see me now, I'm a lot more level-headed, but like back then I was so dramatic because I was literally crying real tears, like... And our little sister Autumn, she would have been, uh, she's four years younger than me, so she was like ten or eleven, and she's like patting me through the blanket, and she's like, you know, it could be worse, Natalie. Like you used to be way uglier than you are now. She's <laughs> like, if you think you're ugly now, like remember how
0: ugly you were before, <laughs> like. Like, we say we can always tell how old Natalie was by the stages of her eyebrows. <laughs> she went from, like, a unibrow to, like, really, really thin eyebrows to, like, a little bit thicker. And now she's her eyebrows are on sleek now.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's called an eyebrow pencil. <laughs> See, but even that is not real. Like, yeah. I'm like, my eyebrows are thick where they shouldn't be and thin where they shouldn't be. It's like, can you just, just stay in your lane, girl? Stay in your lane. So, But even that, like, I think age helps us, like, come to grips with who we are and loving who we are. And then I look at pictures of me in high school and I was like, gosh, I was thin and beautiful. What the heck did I think was wrong with me? Just because I was never like skinny, like all my girlfriends in high school. I just always thought that I was just not a beautiful person. Mm -hmm. And I always put my, my self-esteem in me being heavier.
0: I was with one of my teenagers one day and I was like, gosh, I'm so, I look so fat. Which, you shouldn't say in front of teenagers anyways. Mm -hmm. Like, they hear that. And she's like, no, you're beautiful. And I was like, I never said I was ugly. (laughs) (laughs) I said I was fat, not ugly. (laughs) (laughs) But we do, because I've noticed, what did I, I said something about it the other day. Like, I was like, oh, gosh, like, I I look so big in this dress. And then um, my daughter said something like, are you a big woman, Mom? Like, and then I just realized, I stopped, and I was like, oh, oh, no, honey. I said, we should not talk to ourselves like that. We need to only say nice things to ourselves because God made made us and God loves us just as we are. And what I put on my scale, because I have my the dreaded scale that everybody has in the bathroom, but I took permanent marker and I wrote on my scale and I said, this number does not define you. This number does not change God's love for you. This number does not represent your heart, your kindness, your creativity, your adventurous side. This number does not represent any of the good things about you. This number is just your body mass weight
1: on this earth. Wow, you wrote a dang paragraph on your scale? Yeah, I'll show you. (laughs)
0: Like, I wrote a whole, it takes up the whole scale, except for, like, the little window. It's kind of rubbed off now because... I'll stand on it and it rubs off. But that's truly really funny.
1: That's like legit, like twenty minutes of writing, <laughs> yeah. and I bet it's in your like cursive scroll. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. No, well, and that's and that's too being around people that love you and see how you're beautiful and tell mm-hmm. you that you're beautiful. That is also helpful. So I have my sister, but I also have my sisters in Christ and my other mom friends that are just living life and doing it real. And um, I'm not going to social media for my. To feel good, I'm going to my Bible. I'm mm-hmm. going to healthy sources now instead of the unhealthy places I went. And instead of punishing my body when I'm not the right weight or, you know, rewarding my body because I've worked so hard, so I'm gonna eat this donut. I'm thinking about how to really take care and love my body.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and twenty years from now, when thirty when I'm fifty Am I gonna look back at pictures and think like, oh, I wish I still looked like I did at 31. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, I'm almost 32. Like We're gonna time have an is, ice
1: skating party. Time
0: is just getting away from us, you guys. But That's this the is, thing is we are gonna get old. We are. there's no escaping it. So, so our, as
1: we go into the holiday season, we've gotta gosh, we gotta wrap it up. but we do want to to end it on this, okay? Um, Christmas is coming. Don't hide. Don't be ashamed. Mm -hmm. Because in 5, 10, 15, at your funeral, people are... Your children are going to want to see pictures of you, even if you were overweight. Even if you weren't at the weight your body was. Even if you... Don't try to hide from the camera and don't try to, like...
0: Have those memories, mm-hmm. you know, your kids are, like Natalie said, your kids are going to want that. They don't care. And you're going to be that. looking back and they're not going to care that, oh, my mom was a little overweight. They're going to be like, gosh, I don't have very many pictures of me with my mom when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you see, a, if you're looking back through the pictures on your phone and you don't like one because you're too
1: big, don't delete it. Keep it. Yeah. Yeah. And then there, it is really fun when you do lose weight to look back at those and be yeah. like, but and say, I was happy even though I was joyous, even though I wasn't where I wanted to be yet. Just enjoy the time with your, and don't say, oh, it's Christmas, so I'm just gonna eat all these cookies because I'm so depressed, I'm so fat anyways. That is my thinking, that's why I can say that. I used to think that way. And now mm-hmm, I'm like, no, I love my body so much. I'm not going to put that junk in it.
0: Or I would say like, oh, after the holidays, that I'll start eating healthier again. Mm-hmm. But then you have Christmas, then you have my birthday, then Valentine's Day, and then there's always a holiday. And Halloween, and then It Thanksgiving. all starts over. There's always
1: uh, reasons to eat. How fast did 2020 go by? Yeah. And how easy is it to just say, oh, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to let another year go by where I don't feel good in my body. But starting today, and I did... And disciplining yourself, like looking in the mirror and saying,
0: I'm beautiful, I like the color of my eyes, oh, I love my smile. Like, just going through, it's not a vain thing Mm -hmm. when you're going through and you're saying all the things you like. It's a discipline that turns into, like, a genuine love for yourself.
1: Mm -hmm. And we love you, and we know that you're beautiful, and if you've ever looked at your friend and just saw how beautiful they are just tell them yeah tell them they're beautiful um because they are and why they're beautiful you're beautiful because you're strong and tall and wonderful and Mm -hmm. or you're petite and you have the cutest tiniest little hands or (laughs) you know or you I, I admire women that are like tall and strong because I am Not that. I mean, I'm like medium height and weak. So (laughs) I love that. Oh, I remembered another. It reminded me of this at Christmas. It was one Christmas and we were all laughing and we were looking at pictures and someone just teasingly made fun of one of our aunts. She's like, look at your smile lines, you know, because they were looking at old pictures and saying that she looked older now. And she said, I am proud of my smile lines. (laughs) Means I've been laughing for the last 20 years. And I made I remember that I was like, oh, because I'm starting to get wrinkles. I'm mm-hmm. 30. And what a
0: good thing that you remember that after all those years. So mm-hmm. think about the things we say that is instilled in our children.
1: Mm-hmm. I think I was like 10 or 11 when she said that. And I'm like, oh, I want to have smile. I, I remember thinking, I want to have smile lines one mm-hmm. day. And she was probably thinking, I wish I didn't have wrinkles. You know what i mean? Yeah. saying? But it's, it's finding the beauty in those moments. And mm-hmm. finding the beauty in yourself. Because... There's too much
0: pressure for us women anyways. Mm-hmm. What, I wanted to end on the First Peter 3, 3. Your beauty should not come from your outward adornment, but from your inner self, a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth to God. So that means, like, my loud mouth is, not well a gentle and quiet
1: spirit i think he knows that we're gonna be loud like (laughs) i know i used to read that verse and think that it meant that i needed to be quiet but no no my my your spirit
0: like give yourself time to have
1: like a gentle spirit and you'll hear what the holy spirit has to say the lord he's not going to say you're ugly and fat and you need to change he's it's the kindness of the lord that leads us to repentance it's the kindness of the lord that leads us to Mm -hmm. him and he loves us mm -hmm. and if nobody else in this world
0: loved us he loves us even when we don't love ourselves he loves us
1: Mm -hmm. and so yeah enjoy this christmas season don't stress about all the things that you can't control love the body you woke up with today and uh thanks for listening thanks for listening